having sex is not a selfish act. It's, it's a very selfless act for your spouse. So when you are praising your spouse for something that they have done in the context of intimacy that made you feel great and it really like the connection between the two of you was amazing. Tell them that they need to hear that. They need to know that. Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. Here you'll find helpful information shaped by a biblical worldview on all things marriage-related, sex, money, parenting, and so much more. We are Michael and Elizabeth, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us this week. Before we get into our topic, though, we do want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks Patreon page. There are links in the show notes for that. We would love for you to check it out. There's different perks, but it also helps support the ministry of Marriage Talks, which of course means the world to us. So we'd love for you to check it out and join us over there. Yeah. And don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps us just to kind of rise to the top of the list and more people can find us and and just kind of share in our ministry here. Yes. And if you leave a review, we read it on air. So... Ooh, so for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do want to say I'm I'm sure you read the title of the the episode, but we are going to be talking about sex and saying the word sex a lot. <laughs> so disclaimer. If you, if you just don't want to hear if you don't want your kids to hear it, maybe pop a, you know, a earbud in or something like that, or <laughs> don't listen to it around them. It's not like we're gonna talk about anything bad, but you know, it's like, I wouldn't want my six-year-old to hear the word sex for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or like at all <laughs> for right now. Yeah. So just a little like family disclaimer about the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, when we talk about intimacy and sex, we don't, nothing gets graphic. So if this is your first episode and you're like, what are they going to say? Like, we're not talking about anything graphic. Um, we, we present the topic in a biblical way, in a, in a way that we want to encourage you to be intimate with your spouse, uh, because it's a very important part of marriage. And so we just felt like we have, we've worked really hard for our intimacy in our own marriage and making it healthy because if you're listening and you have kids, <laughs> you know that it your your sex life gets a little wonky and it like sometimes it takes a backseat and it it can really cause some some issues in the marriage if it's not kept at, at a top priority. And so we've we've had to walk through some different seasons and work really hard. And so we just kind of wanted to share some things that help us in that area. Yeah. It can, it's just so easy, not just with kids, but if you're just, if you, you know, work a job and you have a, a phone and you like movies, you can name any millions <laughs> yeah. of reasons why uh, intimacy and a sex life can fall to the wayside. And before you know it, you've had many weeks or months or sometimes even years between encounters yeah. and it could be a huge detriment to uh, a healthy connection and, you know, we're called to be intimate with each other as married couples. So obviously, and that's the other disclaimer. We're talking about this strictly in the context of marriage. So Yeah. And I do want to say, if you have not had sex with your spouse in like a few weeks, like barring like a surgery where you just cannot do that, or you just had a baby, like that does have, you do have to take a break from that. But, um, 
if you haven't had sex with your spouse in month, two months, six months, year, two years, several years. And, and it doesn't look like anything is changing about that in the next near future. Yeah. Too. And, or you're not attracted to your spouse. This is not, this is not like the episode to fix that because there are a lot of other things going on within your relationship, within your marriage that needs to be dealt with in counseling. A lot of deeper things that are going on. It's not just like, Hey, let's go rent a hotel room and all of our intimacy issues are going to be taken care of. It's much deeper than that. We had, we did an episode the time we weren't having sex where we went through a season where it was really dry for us and it was very difficult. And so it, we had to be honest about like for me, like the way I viewed myself, um, and not thinking that I was attractive. And that's a much deeper thing than, Hey, we're just not having sex. So there's a lot to unpack in a relationship that is looking like that. And I also got to say, it's also not healthy to not have sex for two months, three months, six months, a year, two years, three years. You know, like I said, unless your spouse is going through cancer or, you know, like something where it's like, that is just not on the table right now. We're just talking about like, you just don't have sex and everything else in your relationship is seemingly okay. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What so, about you guys? <laughs> it's, it's not healthy to go that long without having sex and it's, it's just not biblical. Um, so go see a counselor, go to therapy. We are pro therapy go do it. It's very beneficial and we highly support it. Yeah. And, but bookmark this episode for once you get done with the counseling so that yeah. you can apply these five things. <laughs> yeah. And again, we're not, we're not super experts on this, but we think we, we've, we've tried a lot of different things. We've, we've had dry spells. We've had lots of like good connections. And when you put in the work and you are you're meaningful about your pursuit of your spouse. A lot of good things will come from it. And intimacy and closeness is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. And and if this is your first episode and you're like, well, what's their authority on talking about this? Like, I'm not going to sit here and give you statistics and spout out like these trials that have been done with married couples and all that kind of stuff. And like, to me personally, I find that information boring and not relatable because it's like, then, then I've just been put into a category, into a number. Whereas like we've walked through seasons where they've been really great and they have been not so great. And here are the practical things that we did to try to fix those things. And that's our whole goal with this podcast is not to make you feel like a number or a statistic while those, while data is valuable, that's just not the, the perspective that we bring to it we are bringing you our real experience, real life, a real marriage. Um, because like when Michael and I seek out other couples and we're like, Hey, what works for you? Why is your relationship so successful? You guys have been together 20, 25, 30, 40 years. What is it that makes it so successful? And then you have a real living example that you can say, Oh, I like what they said about this. But, you know, I didn't really like what they said about that. Maybe that's not for us. Yeah. Or just like something's not applicable for one reason or another. Right. Can I, you pick and choose from couples you trust and, and examples that you enjoy. And yeah. then you kind of apply it, apply what you can to your own marriage. Yeah. 
So that's just kind of where we're coming from. But yeah, so let's jump in. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's a lot of intro, y'all. <laughs> we're getting good about the uh, the teaser, the five-minute teaser intro. <laughs> so first things first is think about this. Think back to your honeymoon. How much fun was that? And why do you think that was that fun? Because you were kind of pulled out of your normal routine mm. and in a new environment specifically for connecting. And so our first tip is kind of related to that. Rent a hotel room. Yes. Yeah. Get out of the normal day-to-day, the same house, the same bedroom, the same noisy environment, the dog wants out, this, that, and the other, just you're pulling your hair out, going crazy. Remove yourself completely. You have nothing to focus on except for your lady or your man, depending on who's listening. Yeah. Um, hotel sex is great sex. We'll just say that. (laughs) It really is. Um, Now, I do know that like maybe some people are like, well, okay, they just hit me with a tip that costs a lot of money. Let's try this. If you can't rent rent a hotel room, if you have kids or pets and you are blessed with family or friends who will let them um, have a slumber party for the evening and you basically get every other living thing out of the house except for your spouse and you like kind of change up your room a little bit, the vibe, make it a little different, open up a bottle of wine. Bubble bath if you and, have a bathtub. Yeah, and you you create basically a hotel room environment in your own home. So the most that's going to cost is if you buy a bottle of wine and maybe like you order out or something. So much more affordable than um, a hotel room. Yeah, but you got it for the real like authentic feeling you got to make sure you only partially dry your uh, sheets. So when you get in there, it's like really like, this is weirdly damp. Did they dry this fully? So it's like a real hotel. It's like every hotel I've ever been to. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that, that actually has happened to us. Yeah, we actually had to like, we, we completely got a room moved because we got into the covers. And of course, long day of travel, you're tired you just want to sleep and you get in and not only is it damp, it's like legit wet. Yeah. Like your like, clothes are wet. Like what is like, going on? I don't think they tried this at all. <laughs> I don't think we're selling this idea. <laughs> yeah. No, so that, yeah. Hopefully but, you won't get uh, a hotel room like that. Yes. But you know, a hotel room, if you are in a position where you can just for the night rent a hotel room, you know, it's, you don't have to go out of town. Our town is not very big and we've got plenty of hotels that we can choose from. And Yeah, we have like a freakish amount of hotels for this size town. Yeah. But you know what? It's just a great little like, hey, let's remove ourselves from reality for a second so we can really just focus on each other. It's a really great way to kind of spark that if you're if you're just kind of just been a little disjointed um, intimately with your spouse, like this could really help spark it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an entire weekend. It does not have to be a massive ordeal. No. One night is really all you need for a good connection. Yeah. You know, you talk about like at least if you can get out by grab a dinner, late night evening, hotel room for the good stuff, and then sleeping in bed, get some room service um, breakfast. Yeah. Like, talk about a great 24 hours. This is actually a tip that is mentioned in one of our favorite books called Sheet Music by um, Dr. Kevin Lehman. Um, we will link it in the show notes. It has, it was revolutionary for us. Um, when we went on our honeymoon, we drove 10 and a half hours up to North Carolina and we read it on the way up and then on the way back to our house in Georgia, um, at the time. And, uh, we talked about everything. 
we just, we read it together. We, one of us read it aloud and we talked about it and it was really, really fruitful for us because it also made you ask questions and look at things that you just never would have done on your own. Yeah. It's kind of like having a counselor. <laughs> and it also, it's cool because it, you know, as a, we were 24 when we got married, both yeah. of us were, and you've like, you've got 24 year old energy and you've, and outlook and all that stuff. But the later chapters of the book talk about um, mm. sex and intimacy as older people. Yeah. So it's like, it's awesome at 24 to already have read something like that to be like, yeah. you know what, when I approach 38 and 48 and then 65 and like beyond, yeah. he describes some of the science behind the body changes, hormones, physical, yeah. different problems that a man might have, different problems a woman might have. Yeah. And it's just good to have a little heads up. Yes. You know, when planning for the future yes. and stuff. We highly, highly, highly recommend that book. So check out the link in the show notes for that. Yeah. All right. Number two. Yep. Is <laughs> number you want me two. To do is it? What, you know what I want to do. <laughs> go ahead. I've been really trying. <laughs> if you don't know what that song <laughs> is, it is sexual healing. No, that's not sexual healing. Well, sexual that's, healing. Let's get it on by Marvin oh. Gaye. Well, either one. Let's get it on or sexual healing. Wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> Both of those songs are sexy songs. Yeah. Um, the reason why this made it on the list was because we, this was actually, this is actually really, has been really good in our marriage because, you know, we might have a time where it's been like seven, eight, nine, ten days two weeks <laughs> where, like, yeah. where you're being generous <laughs> where like we have we not have three kids <laughs> where we have not been intimate with each other. Um, I feel like we have gotten better. We are better now about frequency, but that, you know, we did have times where it was like two weeks um, or three weeks. And really that's too long. That is just too long to go in between having sex with your spouse. I'm going to record this and play it back <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> but um, what happens is at least for me, like I get in my head and I'm like, well, the next time we have sex, it's gotta be great. Cause we haven't had it in like two weeks. And if it's awkward, then like, then, you know, it's going to be another two weeks and then Michael's just going to be sad and all this stuff. And it's like, I put too much pressure on myself to make it like fireworks, which, you know, a myth about sex is not every intimate encounter is going to be like fireworks. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Um, but I just build up this thing in my head where it's got to be a great encounter and it can't be weird or awkward and nothing can go wrong. But when Michael plays a song like that, I instantly start laughing and it relaxes me. And that's, that's the point, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Believe it. <laughs> um, well, we have a, um, like I, I know some people have opinions about this, but we have the Google home set up in our house. We have a bunch of them. And one of them's on my nightstand. So you can stream a song from your phone or just ask Google to play it. So I feel like <laughs> I did that recently where it was. Uh, you do you do it a lot. <laughs> it's one of my go- I'm not complaining. It's one of my go-tos. Yeah. Uh, the other one I also want to point out, and this is not, it's not necessarily a biblically sound song, but <laughs> <laughs> Pony by Genuine. <laughs> Yes, that is very. That's very. Yeah, sexy that song. one's that one's a little racy. The beat itself is like really all you need is yeah. the intro. Yeah, but the point the, the point <laughs> don't go look it up. Please. <laughs> the point is, is that it just it breaks the ice and it relaxes the two of you to 
like, okay, the pressure's off. Like it doesn't need to be fireworks. Like all our spouse and like all Michael wants and what I want is for us to have intimacy and to be close and to be connected. It should be fun. Yeah. 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 Like, like I think a lot of people convince themselves, they almost like put on a performance. Like it's not cool if you're, if your partner laughs at you or it's like, well, not necessarily well, laughing at you kind of sucks, but no, but laughing, at, but like we, laughing in the middle of something, like in the middle of sex, that's fine. And that's, the, it's having us. That's the beauty of, of having the same partner so often and getting to know her so well over like, you know, decades is that the performance, that whole charade is just gone and you just. Yeah. Two people. Well, I think sometimes we also like subconsciously get in our minds that like, entertainment portrays sex as like this like great one night stand experience. So it's like literally one chance to make it amazing. Whereas like, obviously we know that one night stands just, they're not good. Empty. (laughs) They're not good and they're empty and it's just don't do that. But, um, but I think sometimes we subconsciously think like every encounter with my spouse needs to be fireworks and like this amazing thing and this like knock it out of the park type event. Or it's like, it doesn't need to be that, like, take the veil down, like, get rid of the gimmicks and the charade and all that stuff. It's like, just be with your spouse. Like, what you both really want at the end of the day is to be with each other, to have sex, to be connected, to really experience each other intimately. And it's a really beautiful thing. So it's playing that sexy song. It's, you know, you might think, like, I never... I would never do that, but it's really good, especially for me who tends to be more serious that just kind of like breaks the ice, gets me out of my head. I can relax now. Yep. I've had like different songs playing through my head (laughs) this entire section. (laughs) One more. Oh, yes. (laughs) Top Gun. Well, I'll I'll spare you guys. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Number three. You want to hit him with it? Yep. So think about your spouse in a sexy way. So again, it's like forcing yourself to just stop thinking about your to-do list and, you know, what do the kids need done and, you know, the yard's looking kind of ratty and all that junk and just meaningfully, specifically think about your spouse either in some uh, imaginary way about later, like what you hope to do later, or bring back an old memory of something that was particularly saucy. Yes. This one uh, was like a game changer for me. And I'm pretty sure I talk about it in the time we weren't having sex was like, I got so into mom mode and like, just provide, provide, provide and making sure that my checklist was done. They never thought about Michael in a sexy way. Like, it was just the furthest thought from my mind. And it wasn't that I was just like, not attracted to him is like, I told myself this lie that is like, I need to get all these things done and make everybody else happy before I can make that a priority, which is, it's not true. And it's, it was very detrimental to our marriage. And so I needed to stop myself in the middle of the day and purposefully think about him. And I don't want it to sound like, Oh, I had to force myself to think about him, but it's like, I had to rebuild thought patterns because it was something that I had suppressed over a long amount of time that I just forgot about it. Like it was, it was never at the top of my priorities. And so I wanted to get it back at the top of my priorities, which means at first it felt like work, like, 
uh, you know, set, set an alarm on your phone. Like think about Michael, fill in the blank, you know, think of you, whatever for your spouse, no, think about th- your spouse. You guys shouldn't put that alarm <laughs> no, on there. <laughs> that's just for me. That, that, that specific alarm is for me. But for you, like think about my spouse, fill in your spouse's name <laughs> in such a way. And one that makes sense for your marriage. Um, because it like, it, it sounds so like simple. It's like, why can't you just think about Michael? But it's like, really, if we're honest with ourselves, how often are we thinking about our spouse in that manner throughout the day? Like really, if you take stock of those thoughts, it's not a whole lot because we just get caught up in life and social media and our work and all these things that we got to do and the kids need this and all that kind of stuff. And so Mm -hmm. it was just a retraining of my mindset of my thought patterns, which has been extremely beneficial for me and for our sex life really and truly. Would you agree? Yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's, it does sound weird when you say force yourself to do a thing or set an alarm for something like that, but it's something that you won't have to do forever. Like any new habit, like if I want to learn Spanish, I might have to set a thing on Duolingo to go off every morning at nine. I, you know, spend 20 minutes in Duolingo, learn the language, but eventually you start really enjoying it. So that's kind of a bad analogy, I guess, but yeah, you're like, yeah, it was. (laughs) No, I I, I get what you're saying. It's like, cause it's a new thing. Yeah, You just have to remind yourself. It's something that's really good for you that you just need a little bit of a kickstart to start. And hopefully you don't need tons of reminders for months and it becomes a a good, healthy habit soon. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about that for me was that like my thoughts then became obsessed with thinking about Michael in that way, Um, which was really, really great and very encouraging to me because my thoughts can be a very detrimental place, um, coming from somebody who has struggled with body image issues and eating disorder, like it can be a very destroying space for me. And so to like really retrain my thought process in that way was really, really amazing. It was not something that I did on my own. Like Michael encouraged me and it was work that the Lord did in my life. And so there's, there's other things, you know, that contributed to the success of that, but it's, it's really, really encouraging when you can kind of pull yourself out of like a constantly negative thought process and it turns into something that's positive and that's fruitful and beneficial for our marriages is really, really amazing. Um, yeah. And I want to stress the pulling yourself out part because it's not really pulling yourself out. Like there was much, much, much prayer and Bible reading and everything going into that. Yes. Like that's a journey right there. Yeah. So yeah, if you're trying to get some huge new behavior or something by yourself, you know, I would encourage you don't do it truly by yourself, but don't forget the power of prayer and, uh, in scripture. Yeah. Uh, that, that got better. Like the thought, the retraining of my thought process got better with our intimacy and everything. All of that grew and, and became very fruitful at the same time that I was really working on my relationship with the Lord. So those things go hand in hand. It's not the whole self-help 
thing that's happening now where you're enough and you can do it and all you need is you. And it's, it's just a lie. Yeah. Your limitations are all just in your mind. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, sometimes the world is working against you. <laughs> it's like you cannot, you cannot do it on your own. I could not do it on my own. I need Jesus. Michael needs Jesus. Our marriage needs Jesus. And that was a huge thing. When we have put him to the side, our marriage has suffered. And when he becomes the center, it has, it has blossomed. And so it's, there's no denying that that is a correlation. Absolutely. Okay. Number four is to text your spouse something cheeky. And we are not going to get into specifics with this, um, but you can send your, if you, you know, and you're, you're like, if this sparks an idea of, of something you think your spouse would like to hear, text it to them. Um, don't wait till the end of the day. Uh, it's, it's just really nice that you hear from your spouse that you're, that they are thinking about you in that way. And it also feels good to send that text when, you know, when I've just been really diligent about, like we said in the last point, just like thinking about your spouse in that way. And then I act on it. And I think that's sometimes where people get bashful. It's like they have these like really great thoughts about their spouse, but then they don't act on it. It's like, that's, that's what we need to do. Like you're my person. I'm supposed to act on it with you. <laughs> yeah. And and you can say that as a, someone who's learned a lot. And yeah. if I could share this, this is something I was, I've early years encouraged Elizabeth, like, look, you don't have to, like, this is something that is in a marriage. It's sanctioned. You know, when you're growing up kind of in the church, sometimes like even talking about sex is kind of like this really taboo thing. Like, it, oh, it definitely needs to be it. a protected um, conversation. It, you know, you don't just talk about it willy nilly, but sometimes I think it's hard to transition from that. We don't talk about that. We're not allowed. And, and that's true. But like when you're in the marriage, allowing that to blossom in a, in a biblical, you know, gospel centered way and, and, and kind of like being okay to text something nice to your husband or something like that sometimes feels weird to the, if you're not well practiced at that, but it's totally cool. Well, and I, okay. So two things, like if you were a kid of the nineties, like you grew up in the nineties and early two thousands and like you're coming of age during that time, it was like a purity culture where it's like, it was very suppressed. And so you didn't really talk about anything and nobody really talked about anything with you. And that's when you've had years and years of suppressing that. And then all of a sudden it can feel very weird to start talking about these things, things you've never said before. Yeah. And we're, we're definitely talking about conversationally. We're not talking about experimentation and stuff. Like yeah, that. Like, yeah. Obviously you should suppress that when you're in high school, but yeah, yeah. like even, even speaking about anything yeah. to even ask questions or learn. Yeah. Like, it was just what's, like, what's the deal with this? Or yeah, that? it's like, we'll tell you when you're older. It's like, well, I'm 22. <laughs> it's like, you gotta, we gotta talk about these things. But the point, like, so you might be thinking, like, okay, well, what can I say that's like biblical and uplifting? It's like, if you are praising something physical about your spouse that you really love, that is great. If you are saying, I love this thing that you do or whatever, like, 
that's a good thing. When you're praising your spouse for, for the way that they are, the hum, the human that God made them, uh, something, you know, physical, non-physical, something that they, the ha- way that they've served you intimately or whatever, you know, like, yeah. because, because having sex is not a selfish act. It's, it's a very selfless act for your spouse. So when you are praising your spouse for something that they have done in the context of intimacy that made you feel great. And it really like the connection between the two of you was amazing. Tell them that they need to hear that. They need to know that because otherwise they might change what they're doing. And then you're like, but wait a minute. I like the other thing, you know? Yeah. I think, um, in terms of this particular item, texting your spouse, we're not talking about, it doesn't always have to be something explicitly like, or specifically yeah. sexual yeah. in, in such a direct way, but you can easily get, you know, get the motor running from just something really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the, like you said, I appreciate how you always take care of me or you work really hard to provide for the family. And that really just makes me happy or something like that. That, that does a lot yeah. um, to hear that. And also one side note, kind of an asterisk of this, I would say, I, you do you, um, but we're talking text specifically, and we say that as text, words of encouragement and that kind of thing. I'm thinking about you. I'm not specifically, we we like have a rule against pictures. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know some, that's one thing people do, but um, that stuff goes in the cloud. Like, I don't know. It's just, you're kind of treading on some interesting yeah. water there and uh, just use your words. <laughs> it might be a little bit use safer. Your words. Yeah. So that's that's the uh, the Johnson Marriage Talks podcast official recommendation is yeah. you can say a lot with the right wording. Yes. Beware of pictures. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't go there. No. Leave leave the visuals for in your yeah, bedroom. Exactly. <laughs> also, leave, some people's phones, there. like my iPhone. Um, I hate <laughs> I hate that um, when you have to like now we have Face ID iPhones now, so it's a little different. But back when you had the fingerprint one. I found it so annoying to have to open the thing up to read what somebody said. And so whatever the text would be is like on the lock screen. If it's face up, it just lights up and anybody who's over there can see what it says Yeah, or the picture. So you would never want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So save the visuals for the marriage bed. Exactly. (laughs) And our last and final number five is to touch your spouse. Why do we need to point this out? Because it's weird how in the busy, busy day to day, like I'll come home at five ish and then we'll do dinner and get the kids ready for bed and all this stuff. And it's like, have I, have I kissed Elizabeth? Have I hugged? And the answer to that question today is no. No. See? Oh man. It is 10.05 people, PM. And I got home right after five today. We remedied that. If you watch the video, very cheesy, (laughs) very cheesy, but that is case in point of this last point. So you will go the whole day and you will like not embrace or hold your spouse's hand or kiss them, hug them, grab their booty, you know, slap their booty. Like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Pop. (laughs) Good game. game. (laughs) Um, We really, if you sit there and think about it, you're like, Oh, this is so easy. Now, granted in your marriage, it might come extremely natural and this is not something that you struggle with. That is great. Keep that up. Do not let that change for others. 
this is a thing where we just get caught up in the day to day and the raising of children where we don't make this a priority. Yeah. And I think if you do have an easy time with this, you're probably in the minority. I think most people are like way too busy. I agree. Uh, you know, us being number one example. Yeah. <laughs> and, we're I, busy. and I would encourage you if you fall in the majority where you're not being physically touchy with your spouse. And before I make my point, I do understand that some people physical touch is just not for them and they're married and it's like, it's, it's like a turn off or it's like their least favorite love language. I'm not really talking about that. Um, but if this is an area where your marriage struggles and you want to have more physical connection, just set a timer on your phone. <laughs> if you are up at the same time as your spouse, set a timer five minutes after you get up to hug them or kiss them. Spoon. Uh, yeah. Just set a timer to remind yourself so that over time that you can let that reminder go and it becomes a really great habit in your marriage. Well said. I think that about sums it up. Yes. So we can go, we can go on and on for a million years, but we could, we'll keep it concise. Just five tips. Number one, rent a hotel room. Number two, play a sexy song. Number three, think about your spouse in a sexy way. Number four, text your spouse something cheeky throughout the day. And number five, touch your spouse. Yeah. By the way, for our British listeners, I think cheeky means something totally different in the UK. Yeah. But we're American, so we don't really know what it means there. Well, uh, cheeky, like, um, like you're up to something. Like you're you're up to something good. Like, <laughs> like you've got like you've got a good agenda. Like if I was gonna text something cheeky to Michael, like, hey, I've been thinking about you, wink face. Yeah. Like to me, that I consider that cheeky. Like I'm up to like I'm I'm getting him ready for like what I envision for the rest of our day to be like. And I forgot to mention this. I specifically put a bullet point on this part, but on the texting part, kind of using technology to connect that way. If you don't have Bitmoji <laughs> down, downloaded on your phone, give it a shot. Make a character that looks like you. They have hilarious and awesome. <laughs> you little, really love that. It's like a really animation that's customized to look like you. But there's one in particular I love where it's like a bed of roses or rose petals <laughs> and so like thinking about you or something like that. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a, that's a cheeky text. That's like a mix. He's, he's up to something g- good for our marriage. Yeah. And that's a mix of using one of our points, texting something with another, the making your spouse laugh. Yeah. 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 So those are our, our, our five points and we our whole goal is to get your creative thoughts going and how can you um kind of revitalize your sex life with your spouse um because we do understand that this is this can be a very tricky area and it changes all the time the balance that you have now will not be the balance that you have in a month or two months or a year because life changes and you know, you add kids and just all the things you just are constantly having to evaluate it. And so our challenge for you in the next seven days is to do one of these things to spark an intimate encounter with your spouse, be proactive, connect with your spouse, just do it. It's good. It's good for you guys. It's good for the marriage. Yep. Do it. Do it. (laughs) With all of that said, Thanks for listening. Yeah. (laughs) We appreciate you guys seriously coming in week in and week out. If you listened to the episode and you loved it, share it on social media. Let us know that you're listening. Reach out to us if you have any questions. You can always email us at marriagetalkspodcast at gmail.com. We are here for you. Yeah. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.